Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. I'm Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. And today we wanted to do something just a little bit different. We have our very first ever non-family guest on our podcast today. We'd like to introduce you to a camping celebrity from around these parts. She's been exploring and adventuring outdoors since she was a child. She's an extremely experienced four-season camper, largely backcountry for the last couple of decades. And by four-season, we mean she winter camps too. She is an amazing YouTube channel. She's got a website. She's on Facebook and Instagram. And she camps like just about every other weekend and does multi-day trips. So we're very thankful that she could squeeze us into her busy schedule. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Camper Christina. <laughs> that was so nice. Thank you. In all her glory. There you go. I want to throw out there. First question. How awesome was it to be back at the Outdoor Adventure Show and to be presenting? Like, seriously, how cool was that? It was so good. It was it was really good. Um, it was funny. I, we were chatting before the show. I was talking to Kevin. You know, we're all friends and behind the scenes, most of us. And we were saying, you know, we we got these great presentations ready, but we don't know if anybody's going to show up because we really didn't know what it was going to be like. Two months before the show, probably, I didn't even think it was going to happen. I honestly never thought it would happen. So it was good. It was really, really good to get back out there, get in front of people and meet people and talk to everyone and uh, just worth worth everything, worth every minute. It was great. Yeah, I'm so glad. I, I saw it as maybe Kevin's running around like a lunatic with a camera, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but, but Tunis was like, yeah, Friday was a little quiet. Today is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I thought that was the most succinct sort of quote for the weekend, right? Like everybody's yeah. like, just, oh, we're so glad to be back out here again. I want to talk to you today, ideally for our listeners, about in particular, I saw that you had a backcountry for beginners course. And a lot of our listeners are new to the sport. I didn't know. We'll get to it later. I didn't know that you had a winter camping thing, which I apparently need to sign up for because I haven't <laughs> done any winter camping. It's on the bucket list. Oh, it's on the bucket list. Beginners. Well, there you go. See, um, <laughs> how did you get into backcountry camping? And we're going to segue that into how did that make you want to write to design a course for other people that would want to get into backcountry camping? I, I like first off that you said, right, but I'll get back to that when I talk about the course. But, um, you know, I started out like anybody was a little kid. We used to go up north when we were little. And that was like, you know, the Muskokas and Algonquin at the time, you know, and um, I loved it. I loved going out there and, you know, we would get up in the morning, go out and look for blueberries to put on our Frosted Flake cereal. And my parents would go fishing and stuff. Um, I had a leech incident, which... Came from I saw my pictures. I've had those. I've had those. Um, but when I was when I was a little kid, yeah, and uh, I loved it. And then we used to go every every summer. And then for some reason, we started going to Florida after a while when I was about nine, ten ish, and that was cool too. But I always wanted to go back to the north. I always missed it, and I really loved it. So um, when I started getting old enough to go camping, I kind of went out there and. You know, it was tough. I, I had a couple of boyfriends here and there that kind of would get interested in it. And I'd go for a few years and then we'd break up and then, you know, I wouldn't get to go again. And after a while, I, I started saying, you know what, this is dumb. Like, I, I'm just going to start going by myself. 
depending um, on these men. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't a thing, right? I mean, it wasn't even, there weren't even solo canoes when I started. I started out kayaking because you, you can't, you couldn't go in a boat by yourself, canoe by yourself. So there was kayaking and I took the course and I started going. And then um, in 2015, Woods Canada had a contest to become the Woods Explorer. They were going to pay somebody $20,000 to explore the TCT. And it was for their 150th like anniversary because they were going to connect the TCT for the Canada's 150. I applied. Of course, they didn't win. But it took me about three weeks to get this resume together. And I put all these like backcountry trips and everything that I had done. And I started really missing it. And I said, you know what? This is dumb. I'm, I don't need to win a contest to, to do this. So I started a blog and that held me accountable because all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to publish something every week. And I have done that since 2015 whether it be a blog post or now a video, I've published a YouTube video, a minimum of one every single week for over, over five years now, 500 videos on my YouTube channel. Wow. It's a lot of work, yeah. um, but it held me accountable because people, you know, once I said I was going to do it, I had to do it and people were waiting and, you know, summer ended and then fall came. And then I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I can't be hiker, Christina. <laughs> so then I started winter camping. And that's how I became a year-round camper. And uh, then I created my hot tents because I hate the cold. I, I like going out and doing stuff in the snow. But at nighttime, I use an electric blanket all year round in my house. Yeah. So <laughs> made a hot tent. Perfect. And then it was too big and too heavy. So then I made a solo, which is my passion to go solo backcountry. I love that. Then I also made a bigger tent. So now I have the two that I use. And then I camp year around doing canoe and kayak trips, mostly canoe trips. Way so cool. that's how I got into backcountry, sort of in a really long way. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's, I think I think we all didn't just fall into it, like just poof, suddenly no, backcountry no, camping. No, my first backcountry trip, I was 32 years old. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you prepare for that? Like, how did you... Oh my gosh, I took it so to seriously. I planned for six months. I went to the library and I took out all these books and videos I didn't know how to paddle a canoe. So like I took out a video and I had this, uh, you know, those cardboard gift wrap tubes. I was kneeling on the couch and I was like, okay, this is how you do this stroke. That's awesome. I, I got a friend's dehydrator. I figured out how many calories I'd need in a day to give me enough energy to do the portages. Like I was like really, really, really serious about it. And I learned all this stuff. And then we went out and did a five day trip. My first trip was a five day five-day trip not the solo my first backcountry yeah That's it was fantastic. a five days five-day trip in through Algonquin Rock Louisa that killer long portage yep. I think it was a two and a half k yeah so it was great and I fell in love and I just wanted to keep going back and going back that's excellent. We're, we're going to get along yeah. just fine. I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> mental like that. I researched the crap out of everything. Yeah. Yep. So we uh, answer that question. How did I get into backcountry camping and what are the things? Oh, Oh, I don't even remember what the other thing was. The other was just uh, what made you decide oh. to design a course for right. other people. Mm. So was it so that experience of how much COVID started? Are we are we allowed to say COVID or will we get flagged? Yeah, yeah, no, no. The well, pandemic, so. the thing started a couple of years ago and people couldn't go anywhere. And all of a sudden there was this huge spike in camping. Well, everybody was trying to go camping and then they would go to the campgrounds and the campgrounds were full. So then they just go, oh, okay, well, we could just rent a canoe and we'll go in the backcountry. No problem. And there was all these terrible things happening. All of the, the backcountry people noticed it. People in like the social media circle and stuff, YouTube, we all kind of were like, wow, what is going on? Like there's garbage everywhere. There's, and it's not, 
I'm not complaining, but people didn't know what to do. They, some people would leave their garbage at the curbside of the campsite by the lake, thinking that somebody is going to come and pick it up. Like, so there were all these things going on and people were going out. There was drownings happening. There were bears having to get, you know, rehabilitated or moved because people were leaving food out because they didn't know that oh, there's a bear. He might come and eat my food. And then the next person comes and he's going to try to eat their food because he's gotten my food. And so there were so many things and, and there's so many things to learn. It's not just the, Hey, let's jump in a canoe. And it's just like car camping. And it's not, there's a lot of things that are different. And I wanted to do what I could to help stop that or help people to learn and to get educated and to go out there and do the right things and leave no trace and not leave their garbage and clean up and not attract the bears and not get hurt and not drowned. So um, I spent five months creating our course. It's massive. Tim, you've seen it. Yep. I don't know if you've seen it, Pamela, but um, I've heard there's uh, <laughs> five, five hours of footage. Uh, it's 112 video lectures. It sounds like a lot, but they go by quick, right? They They're do. all broken down into sections of food and, you know, food storage and clothing and all the different things, uh, you know, shelter and sleeping and hopefully people are learning from it. And there's little quizzes at the end of each chapter, which I love. I made some goofy little jokes in some of them and just to kind of keep people entertained and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I did. And then, uh, in November, I created a winter one too. So yeah, now I have a winter and the backcountry camp. Great. So now I have to buy the winter course. Um, <laughs> cause I don't know. I, un it's for me, unfortunately, right I don't have enough days available. And because I'm a building manager, I, we swap weekends for who's on call. So it, it becomes a bit of a deal to find time to get out, but it, it's definitely a bucket list thing. I want to do winter camping and I, been trying to convince people to do it with me for a couple of years. It's not happening. Oh, um, you'll be warm. Trust me. I guarantee you, you'll be warm. Well, I know. I have easy tricks that you can just go to a car campground, use the gear that you already have, bring a space heater. Just don't go when it's minus 40, but like, yeah, easy ways to get out there in the winter that you don't have to spend a lot of money. See if you like it first, maybe spend time in a yurt and uh, go I'm, from there. I'm pretty That's sure I'll like I started. it. <laughs> camping it doesn't matter i'll like it yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter but you're so, out so, doing stuff all day and then you get to be warm inside at night you know if you have a hot tent right cold camp that's a whole different story but i cover that as well <laughs> cool well yeah i mean we even we bought uh last year last year we we went no sorry two years ago we do a fall camp trip sorry that me me and the two boys we do a fall camp trip and we hit a really crappy weekend it poured all weekend temperatures dropped we were freezing so we made made do i bought way better bags and what a difference that made to to, to spend that kind of money on the bags but but i w can't imagine i'll ever regret that mm -hmm. um so yeah we could be headed towards winter camping so. Yeah, one of those nice red rubbery hot water here one of these oh that and too yeah 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 7.99 at the home hardware Stick it in here, go to sleep. Oh, it's lovely. Huh? It's lovely. You, you, home hardware and Dollarama. Seriously, I, I, I need to shop with you. Oh yeah, there's lots in my course you saw, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I've spent so much money on stuff. This what I, I could have spent half that money, man. 
So with thinking about backcountry things, give me a couple of mistakes that you think that, that people would make newer backcountry, especially entry level people, they, mistakes that they might make food at the edge of the site, uh, thinking people might come through and clean that up for them, that your course could give them insight into, nope, that's not the way to go about it. Food storage is huge. Um, that's like right at the top of the list because, I mean, if you're attracting animals, it's not only bad for you and the animal. I mean, it's also bad for the animals, bad for you. And then it's bad for every person that comes to use that campsite after you. Yep. Because most animals are habitual. And if they go in and they find the jackpot, you know, they don't want to come and hurt you or anything. They just want food. Animals want your food. They're hungry. You give them these sugary snacks and all these delicious nice. things and marshmallows. And they're like, woo! <laughs> And then they get one. And so every time a person comes, they're like people food, people food. And they come and they look for the food and, you know, they do anything they can to get it because those marshmallows are tasty, right? Or, or sugar cubes sugar. for your coffee. Yeah, yeah everything, right? With sugar cubes. Citronella candles. I've had yep. a very nice citronella candle before. So yeah, they, they like that. And um, it's it's bad for everybody. It's not just, oh, darn, I don't have any food. I'm going to paddle out hungry. It's, you know, you got to think about what that means for all of the other people that go there and for the animals because if the animals start to become a nuisance they might have to get put down or taken out or put somewhere else so you know relocated so um it affects everybody and everything and it's really important to do the right things not just for you know your own protection but for a lot of other people's so it's it's i'm very passionate about it sorry it's stuff i get no 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 no. it's it's that's why i I made the course right because i i I want people to do the right things so that all these things can work in harmony and i can go out there and you can go out there and nobody has problems right yeah no i I absolutely agreed it's that again to your point of the especially the last couple of years my eldest my much taller eldest, he's my camping partner. And the two of us have just been just looking around going, oh my God, what what's going on? What's yeah. This is not what we're used to seeing. And it, and it is, it's a lack of education. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that there are some people that it, they, they just don't care, but we've, we've had those all along. So yeah. that's not a new thing, right? Yeah. We watched people last year going through a portage carrying a cooler on wheels and I, yeah. I i just i just i was absolutely i just i just stopped and went i don't i can't believe i'm seeing this <laughs> i was at mccray lake a couple of years ago and they were you know those big huge like flamingo like type floaties there were people on that going out camping in the backcountry with all their stuff on this this big swan and they had this this oh it was wow yeah no <laughs> i you know what? Whatever you need to do to get out there, I, mean, I, I agree. Agreed. That's that's know, definitely cooler, that's our I don't mantra know how as well. Need a cooler or keep an animal from getting into it, and that's that's the concern. You know, do yeah. what you do whatever you want to do. Be respectful, but you know, you got to protect everybody at the same time. So, right. Yeah. yeah. That that the cooler on wheels. If I would have had a bear vault, I would have been okay with. <laughs> yes, but but not necessarily all the places that they they don't always have bear vaults. So that cooler on wheels wasn't going up in a tree yeah, at the end of yeah. the day i'm sure of it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> much as i'm stupid and spend far too much i don't go to the dollarama i go to mountain equipment um <laughs> I, I also refuse to spend the money on a bare barrel 
when I can do with a, I have a Home Depot. It's a five, five gallon pail that we, we bought a special lid for that can screw nice. on and off. Nice. And we hike that puppy up into the trees. How do people get access to your courses? Either or. Maybe we'll, <laughs> uh, maybe we should talk a bit more about the winter camping one because we've, we've done some decent stuff for the, the back country. So let's talk a bit about the winter camping one and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about access. Sure. Go. Cool. Okay. Go. Cool. When you say, when you say a hot tent, what exactly do you mean by a hot tent? So a hot tent is generally, I, I separated into some categories because a hot tent is generally a tent that is made out of canvas. They're not all, but most of them are made out of canvas. Some are made out of sil nylon or ripstop, but they have a wood stove in them or a source of heat. So in the course I separated, in the winter camping course, I separated into hot camping, hot tenting, and cold camping. Okay. So hot camping, I was calling, is when you're using a heat source of any kind in a tent. So like a, you know, like a space, space heater, heater right? Mr. Buddy, whatever. I don't recommend those, but people do use them. And, you know, you have to have a lot of ventilation. There's a lot of accidents that happen with that. So I don't promote it, but like I said, however you want to get out, if it's safe for you, that's fine. And then hot, uh, hot tenting, which is the canvas, generally canvas tent with a wood stove inside, or um, some of them are made out of different materials. So minor canvas. They're actually made out of painter's drop cloth from Home Depot. So there you yeah. go. It's yeah. <laughs> the, the new version of Dollarama. Cool. Yeah. When I hear heat source in a tent, I just think fire. I just think something's going to... No, but there's... But they, there is they, a fire inside the with stove. Yeah, just but, like in people's homes, right? I was interviewed by Jill Deacon, um, who does the CBC here and now. Yep. And uh, she was very skeptical about this whole... I said, yeah, you know, if you want to get out in the winter, you can like just go to a car campground. There's a lot of them open. New Lake is a popular one at Algonquin. You go to the hydro section. Silent Lake has hydro as well. And uh, bring a tent, a three-season or a summer tent. Put a space heater in there and it'll put a tarp over it. And nice and warm. It gets toasty warm in there. Think of that little space with the space heater in it. Even though it's cold outside, it's still good enough to, to make you warm in the surrounding area. Like, I can sit in there with a tank top and be totally fine in, in the middle of winter. But... It all depends on, I guess, how brave you are. I don't know. Maybe so. it scares people, I would think. I'm she sure was worried it was going to tip over. And I said, well, they have the little switches. And I know this because I was camping in minus 42. It was one of the coldest weekends ever. Um, it was the coldest place on the planet for 10 minutes. Harvey, the park warden, actually printed off a, a sheet for us all. And I was in my summer tent with a space heater in it. And I had my space heater sitting on a brownie pan, you know, one of those foil pans. And I flipped it over because I didn't want to put it directly on the tent because it's nylon, right? Just extra safety. Right. And the little button kept peeking, 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 peeking. And it finally dented the foil and it shut itself off. So I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> my Nalgene is like sitting right beside my head. It's got ice. It's frozen solid. I'm like, oh my God, my my uh, bed, I had an air mattress. It popped from the cold. Yep. And I thought, oh my God, it's 3.30 in the morning. What am I going to do? I'm like freezing to death here. So I get up and I look and I'm like, why is the heater off? Well, earlier we had had problems with the breakers going. So I thought, oh no, I'm in trouble. So... I'm checking, I'm checking, I pick it up, it starts going. I put it down, I'm like, what's going on? I I didn't know there was a switch, right? This is a, I, I think a recent thing since like, I don't know when the last time I bought a space here didn't have one. So as soon as I figured that out, I just put it beside me and I was just like, okay, I'll be fine. And eventually it warmed up. But yeah, after that, camping in minus 20, 
No problem. No problem. Let's where see, was minus it forty two? Nice. It's like no. Where was this that it was minus forty two? Mew Lake in Algonquin Park. Oh, wow. Minus 42 at Mew. I have a video and a, a blog post on it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's old school. I think it's actually might just be blog post only. Well, it's a nice rhyme. Minus 42 at Mew, right? Yeah, minus 42 at Mew. Yeah. Cool. Very That's cool. Fun. Not, I mean, not to be that cold, cool, but, but really. glad that it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool, but it was a good time. So Honestly, when I watch everybody on YouTube, is like that's that's probably my favorite thing is when they, they tell a story that was such so awesome for them, whether, whether it was a bad experience, but it, then it played out well because they're now sitting there telling us the story. So it worked out well, but yeah. to get to that point, it, like that's cool stuff. That's... I, you have I don't to share know the would... good and the bad. Yeah, well, yeah. You have to. And a lot of people don't do that. And it's something I get a lot of compliments on because, you know, uh, one weekend I went out and we, we we pushed so hard through this blizzard to get to this campsite. And I literally threw up when I got there. I was so just the adrenaline and like being freaked out. And you're walking across a lake in a blizzard. It's freezing. You're like totally exhausted. And my body was like, Bleh. and I, I didn't show myself throwing up, but I told everybody about it because people... People need to know all the good stuff and the bad stuff because the bad stuff makes the good stuff better and it makes you learn things. But I also hope to have other people learn things from my failures so that they don't go out and have to do the same thing over and, and also go through that. Yeah, no, agreed. You can edit your video to make it be all positive and, and wonderful and stuff. And then they get out there and go, yeah, no, this is nothing like that video. Yeah. That's not going to make them go out the second time. And I, I think we're in agreement that getting people out into the backcountry, especially informed, is an amazing thing. It doesn't have to, I don't care if it's front country or backcountry. I'm a fan of backcountry. I'm happy to go and plunk my butt down at Presqu'Ile for three days and just, just chill and listen to all the wonderful birds and stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all good. I would sit here all night and just talk camping. <laughs> I've got issues. <laughs> I don't want to tie it up, but we're starting to head towards the last few minutes. I want to say one thing, a good suggestion for people who are new. Test out your stuff at home first. It's a really important point. If you don't take a course, which I highly recommend, courses, training, education, gives you confidence. It teaches you so many things. I didn't start taking courses till the last few years, and I was doing so many things that I could have been doing a better way or an easier way. But testing things at home, really important. You know, you got you to gotta tarp. Learn how to hang it. Make sure you have enough rope. Figure out how to tie it. Do it a couple times, you know, five times in the backyard set up your tent make sure it doesn't leak make sure that when you go out there and you've got your equipment with you that it's all going to work you know how to use it you can set it up take it down and everything goes nicely it'll help you have a better time i agree i have a book here this oh. is this is me going through your course and i have some experience i was making notes like i won't i'll give away one hint you can give away something it's okay one. it's a just big one. course just one. <laughs> So, and, and it makes me sad. I show up at, at campsites in the backcountry, Algonquin in particular, although we found them on Killarney as well, where they've got the, you know, all the grapes. Oh, yeah. Right? The 75 grills. Oh, my God. Beside the tree. <laughs> I, we found grills. We found fry pan. You took it in. Take it with you. Anyhow, yeah. that's a personal thing. That's uh, why I go to Tamari. <laughs> oh, my God. Your idea of taking the nice little light bit of foil and wrapping one of those beaters instead of taking, oh, <laughs> I've been lugging hours with us. Like, what? Why did, how did I miss that thought before? 
Seriously. Oil is golden. It does so many things. I know. The the, the campfire and the rain thing, all that one's too. That I've seen a lot of my videos and you I, know, I wasn't gonna give that great, one away. Put a little bit of foil on to always bring a couple of nice big sheets of foil. They take up like this much room. And if it's raining and you can't get your fire going, they've got those grates in most of the parks. Or if you have a, one of those grills, cover it up, put it up high, and it's like a little campfire umbrella. Okay, so that's that's all the secrets we're going to give away okay. Okay. because we want people to take the course. I seriously, course. I really do. I, it's I on totally sale. Excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed the five hours. It didn't feel long. It did when I looked at it at first and went, what? Can you imagine <laughs> Once making I took it? it oh, my, oh, I can't imagine. Like, well, First, I, I wrote it. I wrote the whole course myself. I just sat down and just started going category by category, wrote it all out. And then I recorded it all. And then I had to go through all of my 20 years of camping history and pull little video clips and pictures to match everything that I was talking about. It was insane, that project. But I'm really, really pleased with it. And I, I've only gotten one bad comment. And it's actually funny because I think you'll get a kick out of it. It was somebody that was saying that I was storytelling. And if you've taken the course, so you know, I talk about certain things. And then I back it up with my experience of something or some reason. Or like you said, there's evidence of how this worked or why it worked. And for some reason, this person thought it was storytelling. And I kind of, first I got offended. And then I said, you know what? I think it's a compliment because if somebody says don't do this even a child a mother to a child or something you want to know why right why shouldn't i do that well if you don't do this then this is going to happen and this is going to end and the bears are going to live like you know or whatever the bears aren't going to come for the next people because you put your foot away like there's always a reason for everything and i think sometimes when people have a reason it makes them want to do it more but that's just me so this guy obviously didn't agree and that's okay. I still have a 4.9 or 4.87 star rating out of five. So. That's actually 64 more people that are going to be well-educated to go and do the things that we, well, 164, my bad. <laughs> shouldn't surprise me at all. Okay. So tell us how they can get access to your courses. Uh, the best way to get access, please don't Google it because Udemy, they like to trick people. And uh, if you just go to Google or Udemy or whatever and you get the course, they get like, I don't know what it is, something like 90% 90 of the money. And if you go through my website, I have links there or any of my social media pages. Uh, I have Camper Christina on Facebook, Camper Christina on Instagram, Twitter. Um, any of those places. But if you go to my website, camperchristina.com, just go to the courses. There's the courses page. It's Backcountry Camping for Beginners and Winter Camping for Beginners. And just click one. It'll give you a description. There's a little video and the link is there. And if you click it and go through, then Udemy gets 3% of the money and I get the rest, which I think I deserve because I made the course. Absolutely. Also, I can't imagine. Right now it's on sale because of its backcountry season and the lowest price I could make it was $27.99. So it's going to sit there for a little while. I, I, It's not for me to make a fortune. You know, um, I go camping year round, like you said, every other weekend. I far outspend what I make in anything on YouTube or courses, um, but I want people to learn. Yeah, it's nice to have a little bit extra money to go towards my trips, but I want people to learn this stuff so that all of us, you guys, me, and everybody that goes out there in the future will have a great time. That's my goal. So, and that they don't die <laughs> or kill animals Dying, or trees. Dying is bad. Uh, killing trees is bad. Yeah. Don't cut uh, live trees. I know, I know. Oh, 
There's no. another one. Sorry. Don't make me go there. Yeah. No. <laughs> this makes me so sad. It's like, oh, that's green. That's why it didn't burn, Bonehead. That's why it's beside the fire now because. <laughs> but it's to educate them so that they know the right word. Absolutely. And it is so educational. I, I like I said, I made a pile of notes going yeah. through it, going, I don't, can't believe I never thought of that or I never looked at it quite in that way. It's a fantastic course. The, the, the one that I've taken now. I have to take the other one. Yay. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for coming. I've been a fan for, for a very long time. I've quite enjoyed watching your videos. Thank I can't you. believe you shoot it on an iPhone for the record. I know. I just insane. upgraded too. It's been an iPhone 7 up until the fall. Now I've got the 13 Pro. It's it's a lot nicer, but there won't be any 4K. Just so people know it's, I've already got one, two. I have three external drives uh, totaling 10, 15, 20, 20 terabytes right now. And that's five years worth of, so yeah, there's, there's only so many places that you can juggle these things. So yeah, no, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. It's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to do more video myself this year. I don't want to talk beyond a terabyte just because it's, I can't, my brain, my brain can't handle it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I'll get, get another invite sometimes. You absolutely <laughs> will. This has been a, a real treat. I'm glad you had an awesome time at the show last weekend. I'm going to go look for more videos because I want to see I'm going to put presentation. my presentation up actually yeah. next week. It'll be on my YouTube channel, which is the week of May uh, 11th, I guess. You can check it out. Uh, it's Ultimate Campsite. So it's pretty interesting. I think I think it was a good one, but excellent. It'll be there. Very cool. Thanks, Christina. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great Bye. one. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it for us for today. We hope you really enjoyed our very first ever guest interview with Camper Christina and tune in for more such interviews in the future. As we're recording this, it's just before the May 2 4 long weekend. Don't forget that Ontario Provincial Parks do not allow alcoholic beverage consumption over the long weekend. And please do follow the park rules and reach out to us anytime. We are at hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. We're on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we have our public Facebook group called The Campfire. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.